many of you were here on last Wednesday? Amen. Where we talked about being a new creation. And how many of you were here this weekend? Almost all of you. Good. So we don't have to review very much. So we've been talking about the fact that we are a new creation in Christ Jesus. The Bible says that we are a new creation in Christ. When we are in Christ, we become a new creation. The old man has passed away and all things become new. Now, for a long time, we focused on just our spirit man becoming new, but we've learned in the last two teachings that it's not just our spirit man that becomes new, it's all of us that becomes new, that in him we have a complete and total salvation. But in order for us to really walk in our new creation identity, we have to what? We have to renew our minds. So on Saturday and Sunday, we talked about what it means to renew our minds. To renew our minds means to actually go through a complete exchange in our minds. It's to be transformed from one way of living into a completely different way of living. It's to take whatever was in our minds before and swap it out, right? So we had an example. We said if I wake up in the morning and, and I don't feel well and I think I'm sick, I think I have a stomach bug, I'm, I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to be able to do this, I have to take those thoughts and I have to therefore exchange them for what the Word says. And the Word says I'm healed, I'm redeemed from the curse of the law, I am not sick, I walk in divine health, amen? So we go through an exchange process. So that is what renewing our minds is. It's walking in the Word, it's turning to the Word, It's taking our thoughts captive and submitting them to the Word of God. Because the Word of God is what? It's the power unto our salvation. And that word salvation there means preservation. It means health. It means safety. It means security. It means prosperity. So the Word of God is the gospel of God. And the gospel of God is so powerful. It is the power unto your salvation. It is the power that makes you a new creation. Amen? It is the power that separates your new life from your old life. So therefore, in order to renew my mind, everything in my mind must be submitted to the power of the gospel. Amen? Amen. Amen. So tonight we're going to move forward and, and I'm, you know, it's funny, I spent all day yesterday working on my lesson and, and I was going to continue talking about the mind and, and I am going to talk about it tonight, but I just felt impressed in my heart. I was reading, I have received so many emails and so many messages and things and people came and talked to me after service this weekend and there are just people who are just feel like they are just being held captive by their minds. And, and they hear the word, they hear what I was sharing, and they hear it in those simple terms like the example I just gave you, but they just think, I can't even begin to get one foot forward. And the reason that they don't is because they can't is because they, they don't really understand how to use their faith. Amen. They don't really understand that they have a hope in Jesus Christ. So tonight we're going to talk about our mind, but we're also going to talk about our faith and about our hope. And I think it's going to be from a perspective that maybe you've never thought about it before. I want to read to you out of Romans 8, verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. The word carnal there, if you're taking notes, means prone to sin and to satisfy the desires of the flesh. 
prone to sin and to satisfy the desires of the flesh. So therefore, if we're thinking about our teaching on being an old creation and a new creation, it's logical to think that if I'm a new creation, I shouldn't be what? Carnally minded, amen? Because carnally minded is a mindset that is prone to sin. And we just talked that... as a new creation, I've renewed my mind, and therefore my mind, everything in my mind, is subject to the Word of God, and sin is not in the Word of God. Amen? Amen. So to be carnally minded is not part of your new creation identity. To be spiritually minded means of or pertaining to the spirit or soul, as distinguished from the physical nature consisting of spirit. So, Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally minded is death. Do you want death? No, I don't. And you know what? Your heavenly father doesn't want death for you. That's why he sent his son. He sent his son to die for you so that you might live eternally, so that you might have life. Amen? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So a carnal mindset produces death, which we know that God doesn't want for us. And a spiritual mindset produces life. That word life there is the word zoe, which is the God kind of life. So the Bible says that if you have a spiritual mindset, you will have the God kind of life. Do you want the God kind of life? Amen, I do. And you will have peace. Peace there, that is the Greek word, which means health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. So if I have a spiritual mindset, I'm going to have the God kind of life, and I'm going to have health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. Now that goes, that goes right along with what we learned in Revelation, which are the old things that have passed away, right? These are the opposite of them. So the Bible is saying that you know, you will have no more crying, you will have no more pain, you will have no more sorrow. Those are the old things that have passed away. And we're reading here that if I have a spiritual mindset, I will live the God kind of life and I will have health, welfare, prosperity, and every kind of good. That is the mindset of your new creation identity. Amen? So as a new creation, I'm to be spiritually minded. I'm not to be carnally minded. I'm to be spiritually minded. The word minded means that the dominant of your interest of your mind causes the will to follow. So the dominant interest of my mind must therefore be a spiritual mindset. It must pertain to spiritual things. And where do I find spiritual things? I find spiritual things in the word of God. Amen? So to have a spiritual mindset, I must go to the word. So real quickly, you're learning here that there's one major key to walking in your new creation identity. And what is that key? It is the word of God, amen? It is the gospel. It is the power unto your salvation. It is the power that brings you health. It is the power that brings you preservation. It is the power that brings you deliverance, amen? It is the word of God. So a mind of sin produces death. A spiritual mindset produces life. Now Paul tells us in Philippians 4.8 that whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. So right here we see that we have a choice to choose what we think on. 
Now, most people don't understand that. And if you learn anything tonight, please go home with this. You have power over your mind. It's your choice. It is your choice what you're going to think about. Now, you may feel like you don't have power. You may feel like your mind has taken control. But the word of God tells you that you have power over your mind. You get to choose what you think about. You get to choose what you fill your mind with. So, therefore, if there are bad things in your mind, you can choose not to think about them. But, Shannon, it's not that simple. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I can't get those thoughts out of my mind. Oh, yes, you can. But how do I do it? I do it through the word. I do it through the word. I turn to the word. So spiritually minded people have a divine influence by which the temperament and their disposition of their mind is affected. So God is influencing us. He doesn't dominate us. You've got to understand that. Again, when you become a new creation in Christ Jesus, it's not a poof moment. Everything doesn't just magically line up. The only poof moment is that you gain eternal life. The rest of it... God is going to reach into your life and begin influencing you. But it is a life of action. Your walk with Christ is a life of action. It requires you to take action. You will not just experience everything that's in the word of God. You have to take the steps. You have to take the actions. You've got to walk the walk. Amen? You've got to work through it. Amen? It doesn't just happen overnight. So God begins to influence us. But we have to be willing to allow ourselves to be influenced. And we're influenced through the word of God. So a change in thinking begins with our believing. A change in your thinking begins with your believing. You've got to be willing to believe. To be spiritually minded, you must believe the word of God. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. So when you became a new creation, you became what? You became righteous. Amen? You gained righteousness. Now remember, your salvation is complete and total. You're not earning righteousness. It doesn't matter if you really jacked up this morning. You're still righteous. You're still righteous. Now, if you're from a religious church, then you this is probably scary to you because you've been taught that you have to earn your righteousness and that that earning never ceases basically until you get to heaven but the truth is is that the moment that you accept Christ the moment that you believe in him the moment that you say yes Lord be my savior that moment you become righteous and your righteousness is complete amen amen there's nothing left to earn you're not gaining righteousness. You're not becoming more righteous. I'm sure you all really admire my father. And believe me, I admire him too. But he's no more righteous than you. He's not. His righteousness is equal to your righteousness. Now, he may be a little more developed in his walk with God. He may be experiencing more of the God kind of life. He may be walking more in a spiritually mindset than most of us. But he's not more righteous than you. 
Your righteousness is complete. You must believe tonight that you are the righteousness of God by faith. You must believe it. Listen, if you're going to get free in your mind, you have to believe that you are righteous. Because as long as you don't, you will remain insecure and you will not get free in your mind. You will not have the power to control it. We learned on the weekend how powerful our mind is. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So our mind controls our lives. So in order to have power over our mind, you must have power. Amen? It's not an easy thing to win the battle over. It's a powerful component in our life. It's so powerful that it determines our life. So to have power over it, we must believe that we are righteous. And listen, why this is so important, it sounds basic, but it's so important because if you don't believe that you are righteous, you will not be confident in your faith. And if you're not confident in your faith, you will not win the battle. You're in a spiritual war. And if you're not confident in your faith, you will not win the battle. And the only way to get confident in your faith is to accept once and for all that your salvation is complete, that you are righteous in Christ. And through that righteousness, you have total access to everything. There's nothing coming down the road. It's now. Amen. You are the righteousness of Christ. So the word is your salvation. Your belief in it is your salvation. The word is your salvation. Your belief in the word is your soundness. It's your health. It's your preservation. It's your safety. And it's your deliverance. So when things go wrong, you shouldn't stop and ask God, Hey God, why did this not work out? Why did you let that happen to me? Why didn't this, why didn't, why are you punishing me? No, what you should be asking God is, what did I believe wrong? Where did I go wrong in my believing? Where did I, where did I miss that? You should look at your mind and you should go, what thoughts have become strongholds in my mind that are causing me not to see the manifestation of the promise that I know I have? Amen? Amen? It's not about anything other than your believing. So you've got to believe the right way. There's so many, so many bad thoughts, you know, so many examples of bad believing in Christianity today. You know, some people believe that God heals us, but sometimes he gives you diseases to teach you something. Well, that's just not true. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. There is no evil that comes from God. Amen. Only good. Some people believe that God heals people, but he doesn't heal everybody, only some. It's like he plays favorites. Some people believe that he heals you, but because of your sins, you've got to wait a while. You've got to earn it. Again, that's not true. You're justified, you're righteous in Christ, and you're righteous today. The enemy is successful in his attacks because of our bad believing. But you have the armor of God. And the Bible says that when you put on the armor of God, 
It protects you, amen? So tonight, you've got to learn that you have to put on the shield of faith, which is the shield of your right believing. It's the shield of your right believing. And when you put it on, it will quench the fiery darts of the devil, amen? It will, not it might, it will. So put on the shield of faith. Put on your right believing. The first thing that the devil comes to steal from us is the word of God. Why? Because it is our source of everything. The word of God is our source of everything. If the devil can get you distracted from the word of God, he will win the war. Listen, this is why, if you come to church here, this is why you hear my dad say, you need to be in church. You need to be in church. Oh, sure, can I take four or five weeks off? Can I just not listen to the word? Yeah, I can. I can do whatever. And you know what? If you all take a few weeks off, is the church going to close? No. But let me tell you what's going to happen. Your life is going to become open to the attacks of the devil because the, you get distracted from the word of God. And, and to keep your focus on Christ, you have to constantly be hearing the word of God. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing. Amen? Now, amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. And that word hearing is present tense. It's not faith comes by having heard. It's present tense. Now listen to me. I can guarantee you right now you can go to all of the famous pastors that you know, to all of their cars, and you can get in their cars, and I'll tell you what you're going to find. You're going to find other famous pastor CDs, and they're all listening to them. And listen to me. Those men sit in more church than any of you could ever dream of. Trust me. There's weeks where my dad will sit in nine, ten services in three or four days. Okay? He hears the word. He knows the word. He can quote more scripture to you than you could ever imagine. That's not the point. Faith comes from hearing and hearing. That's why when he's here and he has no reason to, when he could listen to whatever he wants, he can listen to ESPN and everything else in his car, he's listening to what? The word of God. Why? Because faith comes from hearing and hearing. It's present tense. It's ongoing. Again, this is a life of action. It's not a life of sit back and I did it. It's a life of action, and it's ongoing. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, the thief comes to steal the word. If you don't constantly learn the word, if you don't constantly hold on to it, you'll become callous before you even know it, and the devil will get in. You will never, ever live in a spiritual mindset if you are not constantly learning the Word of God. If you are not constantly learning the Word of God. And let me tell you something. In today's world, there's just no excuse to not be constantly learning the Word of God. You can get it on your phone. You can get it on your computer. You can get it in the bookstores. You can have it in your car. You can play it in your house. You can play it on your iPod. You can have the Word of God all the time. It's just that simple. So there's no excuse. There's no excuse. You can come to our church, what is it, uh, f- five times a week. You can hear the word of God. Plus, you can come to our Bible studies during the week. You can hear the word of God. There's no reason why you should not be constantly hearing the word of God. Do not allow the devil to steal the word from you. If you don't keep on hearing present tense, you will. the devil will steal the word. 
Now listen, this is how your faith has to work. 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak. So faith works when we speak what we believe. Amen? Faith works when we speak what we believe. It is our believing and speaking. So how do I get a spiritual mindset? I begin to use my faith. I believe in the word of God and therefore I speak the word of God. Now, I know this sounds ridiculous, but I know there's people here like this, so I'm going to say it. There's a lot of people that don't speak the word of God. Why? Because they think people are going to think they're weird. It's true. They think if I walk around speaking the word of God, people are going to think I'm weird. Well, let me tell you, you'll never find one of the demons walking through the mall going, I'm an overcomer. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. But you can find me, you can find my brother, you can find my dad any time of the day walking and speaking to ourselves. I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. I can overcome all things. Jesus is my source of supply. Amen. I don't have to walk around like a, it's, it's not like that. That's just an excuse from the devil to, to stop you from doing what the word is telling you to do. There is a way to do it. It's that simple. You've got to believe and therefore speak. In Genesis 1-3, God said, let there be light. God did not look at the world full of darkness and say, oh, wow, there's darkness. And I think I'll try to do something about it. He said, let there be light. He spoke what he wanted to see. So whatever it is you want to see in your life, whatever it is you want to have happen in your life, you have to speak it. You will never see what you don't say. You will never see what you don't say. It's that simple. Well, Shannon, I'm so depressed. Well, are you saying you're depressed? If you're saying you're depressed, you're going to see you're depressed. You've got to say what you want to see. God said, let there be light. He said what he wanted to see, and therefore he saw what? Light. If you want to see certain things in your life, if you want your mind to think certain thoughts, you have to say the thoughts of God. You have to say the word of God. You have to say what it is you want to see. Amen? You have to say what you're believing. So we speak what we want to see. Jesus always spoke what he wanted to see, not what he was. He always spoke what he wanted to see. Every time you come hear the word, you are receiving your salvation. And that salvation is what you need to be speaking. Now, the world invests time and energy on things that are temporal, but a spiritual mindset requires us to invest time and energy on things that are eternal. What things are eternal? What things are eternal? Is this building eternal? No. It's not. Is your car eternal? No. Is your job eternal? No. The things that are eternal are the things of God. The things that are eternal are the things in this word. So you, to have a spiritual mindset, you must invest your time. You must invest your energy in things that are internal. That means you must invest your time and energy into the word of God. Amen? 
That's the only way you're going to begin to believe right and begin to develop a spiritual mindset. God wants us to speak his covenant. This is an awesome thing about God. I just, it's just so incredible how God laid this out for us. First of all, he gives us promises, which are just awesome. He promises us health. He promises us prosperity. He promises us eternal life. He promises us every good thing. He promises us an abundant life, the God kind of life. And all those promises are detailed for us in this book. And then he goes a step further. In the same book, he details to us how to get them. So he tells you, this is how you do it. He even tells you exactly what you're supposed to say. He didn't just write, you know, if you're sick, I'll make you feel better. He puts the scriptures there. He says, confess, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm redeemed. I'm delivered. I'm, you know, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. He tells us exactly what to do. There's just no room to screw this up. It's just not possible. He's laid it out that clearly for you. Even our salvation is that simple. He performs it and he tells us exactly how to get it. He says, I'm knocking on your heart. All you have to do is accept me as your Lord and Savior. And it's that simple. He tells us exactly what to do. There's no mystery in Christ. There's no mystery in our new creation. There's no mystery in your spiritual mindset. It's laid out step by step in the word of God. So Jesus and his disciples, I I want you to think about this. This is how powerful your words are. You know, Jesus and his disciples, you can't go through the book. You can't go through the New Testament and find any place where Jesus walked up and prayed for people when he was performing miracles. He walked up and he what? He spoke to them. He didn't go, Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to heal the woman with the issue of blood. Heavenly Father, I'm asking you to make this blind man see. He spoke. He spoke to them. He spoke to them. Jesus was that confident in his speaking. He was that confident in his words. He had that much power in them. He could look at you and he could say, be well, be healed, be in pain no more. See, hear. He was that powerful. He was that confident in his words. So see, he believed in the power that he had as the son of God, but then he what? He spoke and he knew the power of his words. And so he spoke with authority. He spoke with confidence. So you must learn to speak the word and you must learn to speak it in a way that is confident, that is assured, that has authority. Amen. You must speak it. This is how you become spiritually minded. Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you get to choose what you give life to. You get to choose what you give life to. You know, I tell people when the devil gives you a bad report, quit talking about it. Quit talking about it. Because you know what? The more and more you hear yourself say it, the more and more scared you're going to get. And you know what else? The more and more others hear you say it, the more and more scared they're going to get. And being scared 
is not a part of a spiritual mindset. Amen? It's not. It's that simple. Fear has no place in a spiritual mindset. It has no place in a spiritual mindset. So you've got to watch the words that are coming out of your mouth. Because death and life are in the power of your tongue. Amen? So you have to speak life. Whatever the condition, whatever the situation, whatever the thought, you must speak to it. Well, what if nothing happens? You keep on speaking. It's that simple. Well, I don't think it's working. Well, you know what? If you start saying you don't think it's work, you can make darn sure it's not going to. When you don't see what you expect to happen, you've got to keep on speaking. And you know what you have to do? You've got to keep on trusting in God. Because listen, God knows the end from the beginning. He sees things that you can't see. So you have to keep on trusting in him. No matter what. That is a spiritual mindset. Listen, when Joseph was in the prison, you know, he... he, thought that things were going to happen that would get him out, and they didn't. He, he talked to people. He never, ever, you understand that Joseph was in prison, and he never did one thing to deserve it. He never did, well, he likes it. He never did one thing to deserve it, okay? So he's in this prison. He's, he's in this horrible place in life. And the awesome thing about Joseph is that despite all the circumstances, despite the fact that even after the original big mistake happens and he gets sold into slavery, even though it continues to not work out and opportunities come for an escape and they come and go and and he doesn't get out, you know what Joseph does? He keeps on trusting in God. He stays 100% confident in God, 100%. Listen, in this walk of yours, in this new creation identity, you've got to make up your mind that you're going to be 100% confident in Christ. Not 99, not as long as things are working out, all the time, 100% confident and trusting in the Lord. Amen. God knows the end from the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. And he will work all things together for good. Amen? He knows the end. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So your salvation is complete. Therefore, your faith starts with Jesus. Listen. When you accepted Jesus, your faith started in him. And the incredible news is that it's carried on by him. And then beyond that, it's finished by him. Because he is the author and the finisher of your faith. Your faith is complete in him. Complete. A lot of people have faith in what they believe is a system of faith. They believe that their faith is like a system. And if they don't do all the things right, it's not going to work. I really felt impressed in my heart today to share this with you. I think this is going to set some people free. Listen, you've got to understand that your faith is not a form of works. 
Now listen, your faith is not a form of works. You can't screw up. God is not going to condemn you over your lack of faith. It's not a form of works. Now, it requires action, and you can make a choice how much faith you're going to allow to, to work in your life. But it is not a form of works. People think if they don't quote enough scriptures, if they don't read the Bible enough, if they don't believe hard enough, that they will never see God work. But your faith is not a form of works. We have a covenant of grace, and in that covenant of grace, we are free from works. Amen? You have total, total salvation. And that word salvation is so broad that it means that you have total access to everything in Christ as you are, not based on your works. You're not earning righteousness. You have righteousness. Faith has nothing to do with the law. It has nothing to do with the law. In Mark 9, 17, there's a story. There's a man. He's the father of a demon-possessed boy. I'm not going to read it all to you because it's very long. He approaches Jesus. And the disciples, this man had already gone to the disciples, and he asked them to pray over their son who is demon-possessed and has basically lived a life in hell. And the disciples prayed, but it didn't work. The boy was still demon-possessed. So this man comes to Jesus, and, and the father, he wants to believe, okay? He wants to believe. He wants to think that he has enough faith, but his faith is inconsistent. He says things to Jesus like, if you can help me, or if, if you could help me in, my, in belief, or if you can help my son. So he's not confident because he doesn't understand that He doesn't understand the love of Christ. Have you ever had doubt? Have you ever struggled? I know you have. I got the emails this week. (laughs) I'm being honest. That's why we're talking about this. You would say, Shannon, I struggle. I can't always keep my faith without wavering. It's hard for me. I, I hear what you're saying. I believe what the word says, but I can't always keep my faith about, without wavering. I'm trying to be confident. I'm learning. And in some areas, I'm better at it than I am in others. Look, I'll be real with you. I'll be honest with you. Man, when the devil took my mom, my mom out, it, you know, it's hard sometimes. To believe for healing, amen? It's hard. That's honest. To have faith without any doubt, faith without any wavering, that's hard sometimes. It's hard. So you're, maybe you struggle. I want to encourage you tonight. Do you feel like your faith is not strong enough? Do you ever feel like your faith is not strong enough? Tonight, I want you to, be, to rest assured knowing that all you need is faith in Jesus. All you need is faith in Jesus. All you need is him. All you need is what you are. You are a new creation in Christ. That is enough. It is more than enough. You have him. I want you to go with me right now to Mark 9, verse 23. 
Now, I'm reading out of the New King James. It may be a little bit different than what you have, but it says, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, this is translated incorrectly from the Greek. The only version that I know of that has it correct is the New American Standard Bible. And I'm going to read to you the correct translation. It says, if you can, question mark. And the you is capitalized, which means that it's talking about Jesus. So Jesus is answering back to this man, and he says, if you can, like, you're asking if I can do this? He says... All things are possible to him, meaning himself, who believes. It's a capital him. All things are possible to him, meaning himself, who believes. You see, Jesus had perfect faith. How many of you would agree with me today that Jesus had perfect faith? Amen? Amen? There was nothing lacking. That's why he was able to confidently say to people, be healed. See, walk, hear. He, could, he had a perfect faith. He had a confidence in his faith. Jesus is the one who believes. Jesus is the one who believes. All you have to do is believe in him. Listen, your faith doesn't have to be perfect. Your faith doesn't have to be always without wavering. Now, you can work towards that, and the, the better you get at it, the better your life's going to be. But listen, tonight, quit condemning yourself. Your faith does not have to be perfect. You have perfect faith. All you have to do is believe in him. Because he says... All things are possible for me because I believe. Now, you'll remember that when you become a new creation, you become what? In Christ Jesus. So you are in him. And we, we studied that that word in means that you have total inclusion in him. And therefore, total inclusion in him means that you are in him completely, which means that you have his perfect faith. All you have to do is believe in him. All you have to do is believe in him. Jesus tonight has no doubt. He has no fear. He has no worry. He believes. He believes. And you know what? He does it perfectly. He has no fear. When you feel weak, he is strong, amen? When you feel like you don't have enough faith, he has it. When you feel shaken, he is solid. His faith never changes. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. His faith never changes. The same faith that he walked on this earth with and healed people, performed those incredible miracles. The same faith that he took to the cross and he conquered uh, death, hell, and the grave. That same faith is the faith he walks in and stands in today. And you walk and stand in him. Therefore, there is no condemnation in Christ. There is no weakness in your faith. There is no lack in your faith. There is nothing left for you to do. Your faith is perfect. Your faith is not subject to the law. Don't turn it into that. God's grace covers every weakness. It covers every shortcoming in your faith. Because God's grace is sufficient. Amen? God's grace is sufficient. 
Your faith is sufficient. Our faith is not works-based. It's simply a belief. So Shannon, are you saying to me tonight that if I can just have enough faith to believe in him, then I'll be okay? That's exactly what I'm saying. If you can believe in Jesus, if you can believe in Jesus, I know you believe in Jesus, you wouldn't be here if you didn't. If you can just believe in Jesus, you have all the faith you need. If you can just believe in your righteousness in him, you have all the faith you need. If you can just believe in him, you you can have the victory because he has perfect faith. And it's his faith that matters, not your faith. Listen, your walk with God is not about you. It's about him. Everything inside of you is about him. Shift your focus to him tonight. Shift your focus to him tonight. How do I get my mind under control? I shift my focus to him. I shift it to the word of God. And so therefore, I can believe. How do I use my faith? I shift my focus to him. And listen to me. It's real easy to focus and believe in Christ because everything about Christ is good. There's no evil. There's no lack. There's nothing to doubt in other than to know this. Know this tonight, that God loved you so much. He sent his son for you. And then he didn't just send him. He punished him. He bruised him. He made him take the pain and punishment to be accountable for every single wrong that you could ever commit. He made him take the pain and the punishment to be accountable for every single sickness and evil work of the devil. He took that on him. God loved you that much. And after three days on the cross, Jesus said, it's finished. Which means he paid the total and complete price for every single part of our redemption. Amen. How narrow is it of us? To think that a God who says, I will forgive you for anything. You will walk in my perfect grace. You will walk in my total authority. You will walk in my divine creation. You are a new creation. I have delivered you from death, hell, and the grave. I've given you preservation. I've given you power. I've given you health. I've given you security. I've given you prosperity. Oh, but if you're having a day where you're feeling a little off, where your faith is maybe wavering a little, then all of it goes out the window. Listen, that is not the God you serve. That is not the God you serve. You serve a God whose grace is so big and so powerful, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you are or aren't doing. His grace is sufficient. Your faith is sufficient. Your faith is not based on works. So tonight I challenge you to accept your total salvation in Christ. Accept your faith in in Christ. Put your faith in his faith. Trust in his faith. Trust him no matter what. Believe that your faith is enough. Believe that you have the perfect measure of faith. And why is that so important, Shannon? Because listen, to have a faith that doesn't waver, the first step is you have to believe you can. 
If you don't believe you can, you'll never have a faith that doesn't waver. So my faith is sufficient, amen? My faith is perfect, amen? Why? Because it's not about me. It's about him. It's not my faith. It's his faith, amen? It's not my faith. It's not my faith. It doesn't matter if I'm wondering maybe if something might not work out. If, if the doctor told me that I'm really sick and I'm using my faith and I'm believing I'm going to get well, but, but this thought is coming. This thought is coming. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take that thought caught captive. I'm going to take it captive. I'm going to submit it to the word. And you know what? I might do good at it today and tomorrow that thought might come back. And then I'm going to submit it again. And I'm going to keep on working it out. Because I understand that keeping my mind under control is a process. It's something that I've got to apply day after day after day. But you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up wondering if God's going to come through. Because you know what? It's not about how perfect I am. It's not about how perfect my faith is. It's not about how much I can believe. It's not about how many bad thoughts I can keep out of my mind. It's about His perfect faith. It's about me putting my faith in His perfect faith. It's about me trusting in him because I will walk 100% confident in my faith in Christ. Amen. Because my faith is perfect in him. Amen. Amen. Did you learn some things tonight? Listen, you have Everything you need to succeed in your new creation. Everything you need to succeed. You have the book, which is the power unto your salvation. You have the faith because you believed in Christ. You have all of the ability because God made you in his image. He made you in his image. You have all of the ability to be successful at this. All of it. And you're going to walk through life. And you're going to build your faith. We learned tonight, and you knew this already, but you build your faith from hearing and 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 hearing the word of God. That's how you build your faith. But in the meantime, don't be discouraged. Don't don't walk thinking that your new creation isn't fully done because your faith isn't isn't perfect. It's, It's wavering in some areas. You're doubting sometimes. Don't walk like that. Don't let the devil do that to you because your faith is perfect. It's perfect in Jesus because Jesus' faith is perfect. And and it's not about your faith. It's about his faith. All you have to do is believe in him. He will believe on your behalf because you are in him and he is in you. So he will do the believing for you. All you have to do is follow the simple steps. The simple steps that he lays out in the word. You take the word, you you believe it, and you speak it. And sometimes I I can't really believe it, but you know what? I'm going to get to where I really believe it by speaking it. Because the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing. So the more I hear it and hear it, the more I will believe it. So if I speak it, I'll believe it. And I'm working it out. I'm taking the actions. I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. My faith is getting more sufficient. But in the meantime, I'm okay because Jesus' 
faith is perfect and my faith is in him, amen. My trust is in him, amen. I have 100% confidence because my salvation, my power, my salvation, my preservation, my safety, my deliverance, my peace, my health, my everything is in him because I am in him and he is in me. you've got to take those verses and you've, you've got to apply them to everything, to every area. The Bible says, as he is, so are you. As he is, so are you. As a new creation, as he is, so are you. So if Christ's faith is perfect, therefore my faith is perfect. All you have to do tonight is believe in him. All you have to do tonight is believe in him. And it's such a powerful understanding to come to in your life because when you realize that it's that simple, that if you just believe in him, he will believe for you, it becomes so much easier to believe the rest of the word. It becomes so much easier to accept it. It becomes so much easier to just take it for what it says, to just believe it for 100%, to just trust him 100% because again, it's not about where you're failing. It's not about your weaknesses. There is therefore no condemnation. That's not just about your sins. That's about the word. There's no condemnation. There's no condemnation. There's no weakness in your approach. Because your faith is perfect in him. Amen. All you have to do is believe in him. Say all I have to do is believe in him. It's not my faith. It's his faith. It's not my faith. It's his faith. It's not my faith. It's his faith. And I am in him. And he is in me. Amen. Did you learn some things tonight? Amen. Stand with me to your feet. Let's pray. Father, tonight, we thank you for this understanding of our faith in you. Father, I just pray over the people that are here today, and I just thank you that you will help them to come to a point of grace and understanding that it's not about them, that everything in their new creation identity is about you, that their faith is perfect, that nothing is lacking, because everything is about you, and you paid the price, 100%. Our salvation, our new creation is 100%. It's complete. It is not lacking in any way. My faith is sufficient. I pray that every person leaves here tonight believing that their faith is sufficient because they believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. For more information on teaching materials or questions about our church, please visit us at alfc.com or charlesneeman.com.